everybody, this is Astrologer DK Brainerd, and you are listening to the Stars for the People podcast for the week of June 21st, 2010, here on EmpowerRadio.com, empowering you. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the summer solstice, which is happening today, Monday, June 21st, 2010. And we're also going to talk about the Capricorn lunar eclipse that's coming up on Saturday morning in the Eastern Time Zone, Friday night in certain parts of the world. But we'll feel that energy building all week long. This is a major heavy-duty eclipse. Some of the wildest astrology any of us has ever seen in this lifetime. And I know there's a lot of fear out there. We're also going to talk about the Deepwater Horizon oil spill and how that lines up with the astrology of this eclipse. It's pretty fascinating, pretty fascinating confluence of Pluto, the lord of the underworld, and of course what we have when the Deepwater Horizon event is the underworld making its way up into the overworld through the ocean of emotion down there in the Gulf, in the confluence of Pluto and Ceres, sometimes called Demeter, who you may recall Pluto kidnaps Persephone, Ceres' daughter, and we'll talk about that myth and how that seems to be playing out in our regards to the planet that we live on. You know, I'm not going to belabor you with um, stories of my latest child, the latest addition to the family, Um, but I do feel like in some senses having a preterm baby who has, whose personal record for sleep in one session is about three hours and 15 or 20 minutes, um, you know, may have maybe keeping me on my toes so that I'm not personally feeling as rocked as I usually do when the world is turned on its ear, uh, being very sensitive to emotions born under the sign of the fishes, as many of you know, and those of you who didn't now do. You know, I tend to feel that, uh, the waves of fear, and I, I feel them, I'm aware of them, but um, I think Little Hawk is uh, keeping me keeping me yeah, destabilized enough or in a state of psychological discontinuity so that I'm more focused on the immediate, which is actually a blessing. And, and um, you know, I, I say this every week lately, but I can't really um, stress strongly enough that this is really an incredible time that we live in. And um, it, trying to treat this as if it's just any other time is really a recipe for disaster, which, as you know, means going against the stars. Dis, without, aster, the stars. Um, You know, we we would be wise to align ourselves with what is. And and I want to talk about that, but also, you know, how can we align ourselves with what is? So not hide our heads in the sand. But at the same time, choose a creative response to life and choose to emphasize the love and to feel the love. I I got an email um, a couple days ago 
that was forwarded about um, Dr. Emoto, and I haven't checked this out to make sure that it's accurate, but um, I, I think it is, and even if it isn't, it's in the spirit of Dr. Emoto's work. So you probably remember Dr. Emoto as the guy who takes um, who takes pictures of water crystals, and the water crystals change, you know, based on the vibration that's going into them. So if you say the word love and then take a picture of a water crystal, it's this beautiful, symmetrical, multifaceted design that, you know, looks like a gemstone or a diamond or a snowflake. And if you project angry, ugly emotions into the water crystals, they're these misshapen sort of ugly things that result. So water, um, you know, water is the Earth's emotional system. And because we're all swimming in the same sea, you know, we're all connected, um, the Earth's emotional system is reflecting our emotional system and then vice versa. When the Earth is upset, we're going to feel it. And it seems pretty obvious that the Earth is upset these days. You know, we've got the crazy flash floods. Um, I just heard that Nashville had been hit again by flooding you know, after some major, major flooding earlier in the year. The Arkansas flash flood, um, you know, tornadoes, thunderstorms, and then, of course, uh, this incredible carnage that's going on in the Gulf. So the what, what was the gist of Dr. Emoto's email was, um, you know, that the response to the oil spill that is creative is sending love and positive energy to the Gulf and, you know, even to the people who are responsible for this. And for all of us who drive too much and, you know, are too dependent on fossil fuels and are, are sloppy with our emotions and, and our emotional pollution and our physical pollution, you know, ultimately we're responsible. It's nice to blame, you know, the greedy corporate greed heads at BP or, you know, at the auto companies or anywhere else, but ultimately it comes down to this is our world and we've created this on some level. And so, you know, the, the warrior, the warrior philosophy would say, let's take responsibility for this. And, and what Dr. Emoto is saying, I think is very true is that when we direct hatred or resentment or anger at them, you know, the people outside of us who are causing this, we're not helping clean up the problem. And it's okay to feel angry. I mean, it's really important to feel angry. When I think about what, you know, this is doing to a part of the country that I love, um, to, you know, I love the oceans, I love the Gulf, I love the freaking dolphins and the sea turtles. I had the opportunity to, to, um, go uh, snorkeling a few years ago and go swimming with the sea turtles and you know you get underwater and you're watching these giant things that look so bulky on the land and when they're in the water they look like these angels these crazy angels you know and my soul people the dolphins um you know the birds it's just it's heartbreaking to see this happening again and so it's important to feel those emotions but you know, we feel them and then we move through them and recognizing when we're projecting onto 
what our last president famously called the evildoers, you know, and his evildoers were were different than probably most of your most of you who are listening and me than our evildoers. But you know, whenever we're projecting onto the evildoers, we're adding to the problem. And so what the what the trick is here is let's feel the feelings. And, you know, if we have to cry or, or, you know, beat the pillow or go for a long walk or listen to some aggressive music or, you know, just scream in the basement or whatever, we need to do that. But then we need to get back to let's visualize healing and let's send healing to the dolphins and the turtles and the birds and, you know, the, the fishermen on the Gulf and, and the, you know, everybody who stands to be affected by this. So I feel like that is part one of the creative response. As the energy, as the sun moves into cancer on Monday and, you know, throughout the week building up to this monumental eclipse on Friday night, Saturday morning, we move from the the sun moving in here is sort of the last transition from the mutable signs, which are the signs that are between the seasons to the cardinal signs, which are the signs that start the season. So we've got Pluto and Capricorn. Well, actually, we've got a, another few weeks before Saturn makes it fully into Libra. But um, we've got Pluto and Capricorn. We've got the sun moving into an opposition with Pluto. And then on Friday night, Saturday morning, the eclipse, we've got the moon conjunct Pluto. So basically, what, what this is... You know, we're moving from a time of thinking about things, communicating about things, feeling out what our response is, uh, what feels like an appropriate response, how are we going to respond or react to this, into a time of action. And there are, you know, there are people out there that are really getting off on the fear of all of this. And I'm going to tell you, you know, the world could end this week as some astrologers seem to be predicting, there could be another Great Depression. Um, You know, if we're not already in somewhat of a mini Great Depression already, there could, you know, the, who knows, the oil could ignite and blow up the whole world. Um, Things could just get worse and worse and worse. You know what? That's a possibility. But another way of looking at this is what we are being called to do is live to our fullest potential. And times of great transition in the world require us to get, to engage and to take action and to change and to grow. And I feel like our best bet of making it through this without more additional horrible long-term damage, you know, to our environment, to our own souls is to say I'm, I'm going to quit screwing around, you know? I mean, this is the time to... I'm going to live what I believe. It's time to walk the talk. You know, it's time to not... To practice some radical honesty. And to not gloss over things. And not look the other way. And not pretend. And to say, look, this is what I believe in. I believe that our consciousness... And most of you, if you read... You know, if you read the horoscopes at wordsforthepeople.com and, and you've, you know, you've read all the books and you've taken some of the workshops and, and 
um, you know, a lot of people out there with the same message, right? So you know that the world, you know, as one of the, the seven laws of Hermes says, that the, the world is a, as a mental creation of God, um, you know, that the, the, and that we're God, you know, we're, we're God in action. We're God here on the ground, right? So, you know, we're creating this and yeah, there's been a lot of negative uh, thoughts and emotions that have led to some of the situations that we're in now, but we know in order to change this, we need to put out the word and let people know, Hey man, if you keep talking about it like that, you know, if you keep not dealing with your emotions and projecting it onto the Muslims or Barack Obama or Bush and Cheney or the, the you know, the greedy oil people, you're just perpetuating the problem, you know, and the same thing with ourselves. So, you know, if there's going to be some kind of epic disaster that's worse than what we've actually been experiencing, what are we going to do about that? I mean, what is the point of ratcheting up that fear and buying into it you know and i really i get angry about people telling you you need to go buy gold and guns because how many guns are you know how how are you going to have enough guns to protect that gold from the people that are going to want to take it from you i mean a better option is let's grow gardens right let's all grow some gardens and let's all learn how to can some tomatoes and some um, you know, some root vegetables. And another better option is let's get in touch with our, let's get to know our neighbors. Let's get to know the people around us so that when we have needs, we've got people that can come and help us. And when they have needs, we can be there for them. So let's get out of the isolation, get away from the TV, get out of the car and do some walking, you know, and talk to some people. And let's connect with the people that share our vision, you know, and form groups based on that. Virtual groups, real physical groups, getting on the phone and talking to people and communicating groups. It's the isolationism, you know, that's killing us and that has been killing us for a long time. That's the whole ego game. Isolate, isolate. You got to do it by yourself. Don't ask for help, whatever you do. You know, now's the time when we need to ask for help and when we need to come together and make things, you know, connect so that we have resources and that we are using our consciousness not only for good, but also linking up with other consciousnesses that are going for good. And, and thereby, you know, as all of the spiritual teachers tell us, exponentially increasing the power that we put into it. So I'm just going to go on record as saying that, yeah, there's a lot of bad things that could happen. This is some incredibly stark astrology and i want to talk about this the eclipse in a minute um so we kind of covered the solstices this is things kicking into gear um but just i'm just going to say go on record as saying let's find out what we can do and do it and buying into these fear-based armageddon scenarios you know i think What's going to come out of this? And I'm writing more about this. Um, I, I want to just take a minute and say, you know, I've been working on revamping wordsforthepeople.com so that I can really offer more content um, on, a, on a more day-to-day uh, -day kind of basis. And I'm hoping to have the site up. It's not totally perfect, but um, 
Ben in, in New Orleans has been doing an awesome job on the site. I'm so happy with the way it looks and I'm hoping to have that up this week. So I know most of you just come by on Mondays to check the horoscopes because that's where, you know, I've, I've been adding the new content, but please come and check it out. Um, I, I should have it up by the middle of the week and I'll be writing in some more detail about some of what we can expect from this eclipse and, you know, also a longer term vision of how things are going to change. But some of the things that I think that can come out of this transition that we're going in are, are incredibly positive. Like, we might actually know our neighbors and enjoy talking to them again. Like, we might actually spend time with our hands in the earth and sitting on the earth rather than sitting on plastic and um, you know metal and staring at screens all the time. Wow, wouldn't it be nice to be feel healthy and be outside in the in the breeze and in the the you know the heat and the cold and 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 feel all of there all that there is to feel in the world. That's another positive thing that can come out of this. You know, coming out of the incredible isolationism that our consumerist you know manufacturer uh, manufacture and buy 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 kind of environment has set up, my goodness, wouldn't it feel good to connect with other human beings in a loving way? Not just once a week when you go to church or go to visit your the part of your family that you love or, you know, get together with your girlfriends or, or the fellas or whatever. What, what if we had that on a several times a day basis? Wouldn't that be amazing? That's another thing that I see coming out of this transition in a long-term, you know, sense. So a couple things for this week, a couple things to watch out for. Um, the solstice is, you know, one of the four major turning points of the year. And in, in the Northern Hemisphere, and you're going to have to adjust those of you listening in the Southern Hemisphere, um, you know, for, for the way that works down there. But in the Northern Hemisphere, where astrology was developed, the... Summer solstice represents the the kind of jump start into fertility and harv you know the leading up to the harvest. So things are growing. Um, you know, there's there's heat, there's light, and as such, it represents a check-in from the uh, from the winter solstice. So this is a time to look back and say. What were the seeds of intention that I planted back in December in the winter solstice? And notice what's harvested, you know, or what has grown and, and will be ready to harvest in the fall. So notice what's growing in your life. And it's a great way of observing that energy. Um, the energy of the solstice is to give thanks and to really bask in the beauty of what you've managed to create and what has just sort of come to you by the power of your intention and the by the power of your thought since the winter solstice. And then as we go into the eclipse this weekend, you know, it's an, again, it's just incredibly intense. So we've got the moon conjunct Pluto. We've got the sun opposing the moon and Pluto. And we've got all of that square Jupiter and Uranus on the Aries point or the world horoscope. And, you know, so Jupiter and Uranus together is expansive, 
ideally wise action in Aries, which is taking risks, taking the initiative. And all of this coming out of this incredible, um, you know, the eclipses are always bringing things to, lunar eclipses always bring things to light in a very powerful way. And one way you could look at this is that the moon represents the people in mundane astrology. And that the people here are really feeling or really becoming aware of what's going on with the earth, Pluto and Capricorn, and what's going on in this global transition that we're going through. So, you know, I feel like the deep water horizon is the most visible, visceral expression of the earth saying basically, hey, this is serious, y'all better wake up, and y'all better realize that it's your emotional and mental pollution that leads to the physical pollution. And this we're in we're in a sea change as far as the way we're doing business together. And if y'all don't, you know, sort of wake up and grasp that, things are just going to keep getting worse and keep getting bleaker. And on a mass level, there, this eclipse should bring some kind of understanding of that. The fascinating thing about this, as we mentioned at the start of the show, is that this eclipse lines up exactly, um, you know, within half a degree of the location of Ceres, which is one of the former asteroids that's been uh, promoted to minor planet recently. And, you know, Ceres in myth is the mother of Persephone, who was abducted by Pluto. Pluto took, snatched Persephone and took her down into the underworld. And you may remember that you know, Ceres is going throughout the earth looking for her daughter. She can't find her. She's just ravaged with grief. And she asks Jupiter, you know, she, she, she demands, find my daughter. And Jupiter says, well, we can't do that. Jupiter and Pluto always, um, you know, they got along pretty well and worked things out for the most part. And so, you know, Jupiter's trying to cover for Pluto and saying, well, I don't really know where she is. I, I'm afraid I can't help you. And so Ceres says, okay, fine. Ceres is also the goddess of the harvest uh, of the corn. And Ceres says, okay, well, watch this. Your people, Jupiter, that you're like so partial to, ain't getting any food until I get my daughter back. And so she basically cause the plants to stop growing and everything withers and dies. So I think it's fascinating that we have Ceres conjunct Pluto. So, you know, eventually Jupiter negotiates the return of Persephone to the above ground world, so to her mother for half the year, and Pluto gets to keep her for half the year. But there's this negotiation there between the forces of the underworld and Pluto always represents the soul and especially the unclaimed or repressed parts of the soul, the shadow parts of the psyche. And then Ceres, which, you know, represents the, the earth and the goodness of the earth or lack of goodness there. And this eclipse hits exactly on that point in Capricorn. So ideally what I see is that the people begin to stand up and say, you know what, we are not standing for this kind of irresponsible um, thing anymore. And, and, and something like, you know, what happened with the tobacco companies a while back and what should be happening with the banking and Wall Street 
industry, you know, it's time for the people to stand up and say, hey, we've had enough of this. Again, I think there are two ways of doing that. One is we need to feel our anger. You know, we need to vent our feelings, uh, ideally in appropriate ways. And then once we've done that, let's find the creative way through this. Let's say, hey, we're going to create something better. And getting busy with that in the ways we've already talked about, I believe, is the most powerful response we can have to this. But, you know, just on practical levels, be aware people are going to be upset. People get crazy with eclipses, and this is a very powerful one. So take some pressure off of yourself this week. You know, focus on what's really important, what really has value. Remember to ground yourself, um, you know, put your back up against a tree, get out in nature, walk, listen to positive music, you know, breathe. Don't forget to breathe. You can check out the seven, my seven eclipse remedies over at wordsforthepeople.com um, if, if you want a refresher on that. And, you know, let's just remember what's important and remember that, again, this is a very intense time. We can't expect you know, that we're going to get the same things done that we normally get done. What we want to do is get through this with our spirituality and our dignity uh, and our love intact. So I hope you found this useful and enjoyable. Until next week, this is astrologer D.K. Brainerd saying, may you go with the stars. Best minds of my generation refuse to take their medication. Your electroshocks, your chemical pills mm, ain't gonna cure what ails us. And I've seen the best minds of my generation washing windows at the service station. And